Hello guys, welcome to the New Dimension Book Review. It's your host, Koyinsela. And we're still discussing the book for the month of April, Secrets of the Secret Place by Bob Sorge. First of all, I want to apologize for running away from this, um, from completing this review. I did not forget. The thing is, it takes quite a long time to finish the review. And... Well, I was shying away from it because, you know, it's a very long one. But I trust the Holy Spirit to help me shorten it in Jesus' name. We have two parts left. So I really don't know if I can contain the two parts in this episode. But then if I can't, we're going to have this as a third episode and have a final episode for the final part of the book. Without further ado, let's dive right into today's talk so part three is titled settled set setting a marathon pace and there are 28 29 30 31 32 33 34 35 36 37 38 there are like 11 chapters there 11 or 12 i don't know what i counted the secret of desperation, the secret of manner gathering, the secret of enduring, the secret of confinement, the secret of waiting, the secret of tears, the secret of holiness, the secret of buying gold, the secret of inviting his gaze, the secret of the cross, and the secret of rest. Oh, I don't think this episode can contain two parts, but I don't think so. I don't think so. So let me not even raise our hopes up. <sighs> Chapter 28, the, spirit, the Secret of Desperation. Desperation will turn you into a different person. When you are desperate for God, your pursuit of God takes on a different quality. Desperate people don't struggle with the same distractions and hindrances as the general population. When you begin to seek God with this kind of desperation, powerful spiritual winds begin to blow around your life. Difficult times reveals one's dependence on God. Hardship produces desperation, which leads to intimacy. So we need to be desperate. It is important to be desperate because it helps you. It helps your relationship with God. And hardship, nobody likes to go through hardship. But to be honest, hardship produces desperation. And that's what yields intense intimacy. Because it's when you are struggling that you will spend more time with God. It's when you're struggling you would spend more time with God. I've kind of like mixed, okay. So, please, let's be desperate. Let's be desperate. Our desperation would... um would take our pursuit of God to a different quality and turns us into a different person, especially when it comes to the secret place. 28, I'm sorry, 29, the secret of mana gathering. When you're desperate for God, you become dependent upon the daily sustaining power of his word. Your source of survival is your daily manna, feeding on the word of God. Yesterday's feeding of the word is not sufficient for today. You need to study your Bible every day. You can't be banking on what you read yesterday. The same way you can't bank on food you read yesterday. You still have to eat today. 
excuse me that's how the bible is your spiritual meal and you need to eat it every day to sustain your spirit man it is our hunger that drives us to the sacred place spiritual hunger is absolutely essential to spiritual health because without it we won't be motivated to feed on the manner of god's word god wants us to uncover the life-giving thrill of feeding ourselves daily in his word the more you labor in the word, the more adept you become at gathering the daily portion that will satisfy your soul. The Lord designed the sacred place in three ways. Feeding in the word, drinking in the spirit, and cultivating a knowing relationship with God. No man is to teach you how to find this knowing relationship with God. The Holy Spirit himself will be your teacher. All you must do is shut your door. The secret is learn to gather your own manner and you have something to share. This gathering manner thing, no man will teach you. It's, it's a personal thing between you and God. So your job is actually to press in and to just shut the door and the Holy Spirit will teach you by himself. Chapter 30, the secret of enduring. We must grow in Christ-like quality of endurance. Tenacious commitment to endurance will open the path to the most meaningful dimensions of relationships with the Lord. We don't enjoy storms, but they are a vital part of a complete life. It's when, hard time, it's when there are hard times that endurance is truly proven. Jesus' secret to enduring suffering was by praying. It makes the might of God to rejoice through long, painful duration of hardship. The formative value of tribulation is sometimes directly proportional to the duration of the crucible. Basically, you're going through hard times and you will go through hard times as a Christian. When you want to, when you're going through hard times, the secret to enduring the hard times is by praying. And it's during the hard times that you actually um you can you can pass the test of endurance. It's when things are tough that we know whether you actually you actually have an enduring spirit or not. Chapter thirty one The Secret of Confinement. When you are in confinement, God is closer to you than you realize. The Lord's prison is generally characterized by social isolation and loneliness. For those of you that know me very well, you know my story about how like God literally had to isolate me from everybody to do a quick work in me. And that was why I really resonated with this chapter, with chapter 31, because I've been in that prison before. But like this next one says, focus on the glorious intimacy of being held so firmly in the Lord's hand rather than the immobility. The confinement is actually a gift. So basically when you're confined in when you are confined in, in the Lord's prison, quote and unquote, it's not like a literal prison. The Lord's prison is his arms. When he like holds you so tight and he's not releasing you. And then when you're in the arms of God in in the context of the Lord's prison, he's separating you from everybody. He's separating you from everything. It is just you and him. Here's one of the secrets of darkness. He imprisons those he loves in order to awaken them in the secret place to mature bridal affections. 
Don't despise your chains, for they bind you to the heart of the one you long for. You are the prisoner of the Lord. I want to be the prisoner of the Lord. I am the prisoner of the Lord. And I don't mind being bound to the Lord forever. I am his bond servant. He has released me. He has freed me from the shackles of sin. And I have gone back to him and I've said, you know what, Father? No, I want to stay with you. I want to work for you for the rest of my life. And... I can't remember what they said they would use to like um, put a sign on the ear of the bond servant in Israel. But basically, that's the kind of relationship I'm longing to have with God. Not just the relationship of um, a father and his child, but a servant that's willing to do anything for their master. May God help us in Jesus' name. Chapter 32, The Secrets of Waiting. Oh, before I continue, I'm just I just want to remind you guys that this is just a very, very short summary of the book and it's a mega two percent compared to the hundred percent that the book has to offer. So please, 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 I'm begging you find time to actually read this book. It will pay you, trust me. You will not regret it. Read this book. Chapter thirty two, the secret of waiting. The closer you get to God, the more you realize he's in no hurry. There is no frantic hurrying in heaven, only calculated purpose. Waiting on God is attentively gazing upon him with undistracted focus until he has mercy on us and until he acts, we just wait on him and love him. While waiting for God, wait on God. While we are waiting for God to show up for you, Wait on him to answer you. Wait on him to reach out to you. Once we press through and cross the boredom threshold, we open to the joys and adventures of waiting on God. That's like, we all know how boring waiting on God can be. But once you like cross that threshold of boredom, it is intimacy and joy. And you realize that you don't even want to leave that presence anymore. To wait on God successfully, we must come to derive more fulfillment by being with him than by working for him. Yes, working for him is good, but if it's at the expense of your secret place, please drop that work. Because your secret place is most important. It's the most important thing. Some of the greatest assurances of scriptures are offered to those who wait on God. God's flaming zeal empowers us to wait, wait on him. So God gives us the strength to wait on him. He's saying, oh, wait on me. And then he's also the one giving us strength to wait on him. See how sweet he is. Chapter 33. The secret of tears. Tears, as in crying. Tears. One of the greatest gifts you can give to God is the gift of absolute sincerity. True love must function in total sincerity, void of duplicity or adulterous passions. When love is without hypocrisy, the sweetness of this sincerity is often accompanied by tears. You know how it is now, like you're just in such a place in fellowship with God and you just see the tears coming and you're just crying. To be honest, it, it doesn't happen to me very often. It's very, very, very rare. I feel the presence, but tears is not it's not usually my way of expressing it. But yeah, a lot of times the sweetness of the sincerity is accompanied by tears. I'm just adding my personal experience so that if you're not crying, you won't feel bad. <laughs> but 
I don't think I would find it very hard to, to hear that there's a Christian that has like actually never experienced the presence of God and cried. I said I don't do it often, not that I haven't done it at all before. Tears are liquid words. Tears in the secret place comes straight from the heart. Deprivation produces desire. Sometimes God would, would spend time apart from us because he wants us to long from him. Because it's when we are deprived that we desire him more. That we want him more. Love sickness is the consequence of our Lord's restrained self-revelation who reveals himself to us dimly as through a veil or a dark glass. When the heart is awakened to the beauty of the king and the eyes long to behold him, but he reveals himself in but a fraction of his faithfulness, the saints become sick with love. Love sickness cries, show me your glory, Lord. I want to see you. I want to know you. Basically, what the long story I just finished reading is saying is that God does not, he won't show us himself. He won't show us every part of himself. He shows us slowly. And the more we long for him, the more we see him. He will start with showing us a fraction of himself. And is this, this fraction would, would cause a saint to be lovesick because you cannot encounter God and, and not want more. You cannot have a taste of God and not want more. So you keep wanting more and you keep crying. You're lovesick and you're saying, show me your glory, Lord. I want to see you. I want to know you. That is what this chapter is talking about. Chapter 34. The secret of holiness. The pursuit of holiness is not a burden, but rather a profound privilege. Holiness is not an inherent quality we carry. It is a derived quality that we take on. You are holy to the presence, to the extent that you abide in God's holy presence. You can only be holy when you stay in God. So the, 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 the level of your holiness determines, is determined by the level of your staying in God basically holiness holiness is found in the drawing near to the flame of trinity holy men live in the presence of the holy spirit once you've known this intimacy you realize that there's nothing worth losing that nothing is worth losing it i just spoke about that in the previous chapter holiness is a life lived before the throne of god we don't pursue holiness for the sake of power we pursue holiness for the sake of love but those of us who pursue holiness out of affection for Jesus become very influential in the courts of heaven. You shouldn't be seeking holiness because you want power. Power will come. Love him. Love him and all other things will come to you. The longer you try to keep a holy man buried, the more force must be exerted to keep him there. And the more force that's exerted to keep him buried, the higher his resurrection will eventually be. Keep Joseph buried for too long and he will rise to the height of the palace. In other words, a holy person cannot be hidden. You can't hide a holy person. Even if you're hiding a holy person, it's only for a while and they will come out stronger. They will come out brighter. Chapter 35. The secret of buying gold. Godly character is not given to us. We buy it without money, but yet at a steep price. The price is endurance. Going through the fire of God to purify going through the fire of God to purify you from any misalignments from God. 
As we embrace the changes that God's Spirit inspires within you, you are actually becoming more like Jesus. Or to put it another way, you are buying gold in the fire. We will lose things in the process, but what we gain will be so precious that we will consider all that we lost to be rubbish. I feel like this is word for somebody that's going to be listening to this. You are struggling with um, letting go of certain things that you are used to. And then he's just telling you that by the time you get your gain, you would realize that the things you are so scared of losing and not even worth it in the first place are rubbish compared to what he has planned for you. So please don't be ready, don't be afraid to let it all go for God. The fire has a way of making you a doer of the word and not just a hearer. The secret place is the only way to survive this fire. God's word flowing in you will enable you to survive and empower you to overcome and buy internal treasure. The only way you can survive the refiner's fire is spending time with the refiner. If you don't spend time with the refiner, you will get burned. It's when you spend constant time with the refiner that he is able to easily guide you through the process to prevent you from getting hurt. Chapter 36. The secret of inviting his gaze. God is looking for the perfect and loyal heart. And when he finds it, his eyes sees their searching and they bore down with great fascination and excitement upon the one who loves him so devotedly. I was um, I can't remember where I really heard this from, but it's something that I usually see often, that if there's a man to pray, there's a God to listen. God is looking for a man to pray. And when he finds that man that will pray, he's going to he's going to um he's going to bore down with great fascination, he's going to look upon you, he's going to be intentional about you, he's going to carry you on his head, literally. Yeah, that's it. Wise believers who have come to value the true treasures of the kingdom who pants for this kind of attention. God's favor comes with his fire. It takes time to adjust to the fire of God. And God in his infinite mercy is patient enough to watch you adjust to it. God never takes his eyes off you and he's always thinking about you. God understands how hard it's going to be in um like um getting used to the christian journey going from who you used to be to who he wants you to be he understands and he's patient with you he's giving you time he's watching you he's helping you to just adjust to it and he's not taking his eyes off you all through the journey he's looking at you he's thinking about you he's holding you um by your hands and seeing you through that's the last that's the love of the father that we get to experience as his children chapter 37 the secret of the cross the cross is the safest place on the earth by embracing the cross you are dying to every mechanism in your soul that satan can use against you the highest pain produces the highest freedom when we're talking about the cross we're talking about death to self death to self the crucifixion of the self-life is not an achievement but a process. We die daily. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 31. We die daily. We die every day. It's death to self. That is the secret of the cross. When Christ called us to share his cross, he invites us to the highest intimacy. The highest intimacy is mixed with the deepest abandonment. Before um, Jesus could... before. 
we could experience salvation. Jesus had to go through abandonment. His father literally turned his back on him because he could not behold sin. So the highest intimacy is mixed with the deepest abandonment because you would be abandoned. People will abandon you, your friends, your family, people you've grown up with. They will call you names, they will persecute you. But that is where intimacy with God comes in. That is where intimacy with God comes in. Chapter 38, the secret of rest. Jesus has come to give us rest, but it is only uncovered through a diligent pursuit of the secret place. The Sabbath day is to the week as the secret place is to the day. The Sabbath day is to the week as the secret place is to the day. So your Sabbath day is the day of rest. You're not doing anything, just enjoying the presence of your father and everything. The secret place is to your day. Before you start your day and after you um, finish your day, you go back there, you just rest, you spend time with Father. Spending time in His presence does not diminish our productivity in life, but rather becomes the wellspring from which flows spirit-empowered effectiveness and fruitfulness. Excuse me. The sacred place is the only abode of true rest. You can only find true rest. In the secret place. And there's something I wanted to just quickly read as we round up today's episode. Or this episode, not today. I'm going to be releasing all the episodes at the same time. For this um, part three. There, there are a lot of nuggets, to be honest. There are a lot of very important nuggets. That is why... I am advising you as a friend to actually read this book by yourself because what I'm telling you is very little compared to what the book actually has. Okay, so for this um the 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 covering of this topic of this of the chapters I just finished summarizing is setting a marathon pace. I said it in the beginning and it said um, we would ask ourselves how we, how we can prepare our hearts to make a lifetime commitment to the secret place. We don't want merely a burst of fresh energy only to have it dissipate in a few weeks. We want the resolve of pursuing God in the secret place every single day of our lives until we are called home. And I pray that God helps us to continue to seek him every single day of our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and stay tuned for the final summary of Secrets of the Secret Place by Bob Surge.